So there are a couple of things that we need to talk about. And in today's episode, being it Thursday, and we got hit by a couple of inches of snow here on the East Coast, and well, at least in the state of Maryland, that's how it got. Who knows if any more uh, Northeastern states got hit with a little bit of more snow, but nonetheless, we're going to chill through this episode of the Soccer Symphony, no pun intended. And there's a couple of things, and we're going to focus on the Premier League. Um, I've been, like, away from the podcast because literally, like, this podcast is like an emotional roller coaster. It started off with, like, a lot of oomph and energy, but as I have gone through it, I've been realizing that it's not as easy as it is in other people that put podcasts out there. For example, uh, recently I've been listening to Caught Offside by ESPN uh, two guys, very good uh, podcast hosts. They really know their stuff more than I do. And I started really evaluating, you know, my knowledge on the beautiful game. Now, I, I love soccer and it's my passion. I play FIFA. I watch I watched on TV. I follow it on my phone. I follow the Champions League, Europa League, all the like, you know, Bundesliga, La Liga, uh, Premier League, Serie A, you know, all of it. We're, you know. The the football world is it's constantly churning. The soccer world is constantly churning news. Constantly, like if I talk about something today, I literally you know a couple of days down the road, you won't want to hear it anymore because that's old news. Something new probably came out, and it's crazy the way that the beautiful game is, and that's what makes it beautiful. That it's it's new, it's fresh, it's it's innovating, and every day it's just you know improving a little bit more and more. But today's Thursday, and I want to shut on the Premier League, seeing how uh, international friendlies and international break has commenced, is underway, very well underway. Uh, Croatia took down Spain 3-2, to two, didn't expect it, because just Croatia were, aren't doing so good in the UEFA, you know, um, Nations League, and it's just like, you know, what's going to happen? You know, Spain are looking pretty, you know, inflared, and they're looking very productive under the reins of Luis Enrique. You know, they're looking better from that, you know, disastrous World Cup spell. And then, you know, out of the whole, you know, Lopetegui ditching the Spaniard national side before the World Cup to join Real Madrid to be their head coach. Just, you know, I, I was, you know, I was kind of excited for Spain, but unfortunately they fell 3-2 to two to Croatia that, you know, personally after the World Cup, I mean, like, Looking at their performances, it hasn't been as positive as you would have hoped. But nonetheless, you know, they just came down. Germany crushed uh, Russia 3-0. And it, it's it's nice to see Germany doing well again. They've been doing horrible. They, they, they haven't been, you know, being... Um, they haven't been the Germany that we all have, have learned to respect and fear. Um, and, and you could sort of see the reflection between like the Bundesliga and, and you know, the German national side, because we've, we see that, you know, even though Borussia Dortmund are doing well and Hey, I'm no Bayern Munich fan. And I'm glad that Borussia Dortmund are getting the job done, you know, retaining that first, first place position. And they managed to beat Bayern Munich and the, and, and the, Dear Classicer, whatever they want to call it, you know, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, but in the class and the Classico of Germany or in the rivalry of of the German league, and I'm glad that that Borussia Dortmund were were able to take down the German giants three to two. It, it's it's not your, 
if you if you kind of come to realize this this season is kind of odd in the Bundesliga and kind of odd in La Liga because we see the horrible start that Real Madrid had in La Liga and even though we see we saw that you know Barcelona were doing well things are kind of shaky now they're kind of weird and so we just saw that they lost you know to a very good Real Betis side but nonetheless you know La Liga's competitive so is so is the Bundesliga now. It's not all about Bayern Munich. Now, three three leagues, and one of them, which we, we're going to talk about today, one of them that should be the most diverse, more, most, uh, you know, r- rotational position on the table type of league, is not doing that this season. And that's just because that's the Premier League. But before I go to the Premier League, two other leagues are kind of defying the odds and the likes that Juventus haven't lost. Juventus are doing very well. Juventus didn't need Ronaldo. They didn't need him. They, they were winning back to back to back to back to back. You know, Scudettos, Serie A titles. They were winning it all. They did not need Cristiano Ronaldo. Nonetheless, they got Cristiano Ronaldo. And they're doing what they already did with more flair, with more goals, with more attention. I guess that's why they did it. Because everyone was like, we're bored of Serie A. We're bored of seeing Juventus win, you know, time after time. But Juventus were like, listen, we, we need attention again. We need somebody to, to, to pay attention to Serie A. And, you know, we need to show people that it is a very important league. And this, this, and that. And it's not all about Juventus winning. Well, even though they're kind of contradicted themselves. But, you know what? They're, they're, I feel like Juventus were attention-seeking babies. And they got Ronaldo because we know that Ronaldo is one of the best players in the world. They acquired Cristiano Ronaldo. All of a sudden now, because we want to follow Ronaldo... We have to shed a light on Juventus. Uh, that's just my point of view. Necessarily doesn't mean that it's your point of view. Nonetheless, Serie A is, is run by Juventus and will continue to be run by Juventus. I have mentioned before that I, when it comes to Serie A, I'm an Inter de Milan supporter. I support them through and through. They've been doing horrible in the past years. This season, I'm like, okay, we're doing our thing. We got Icardi. We got Lautaro Martinez. You know, they got Nangolan from... Roma, so I, you know, I'm like they're gonna do some damage, you know. We're, we we're in this to win this. Now all of a sudden we lose four to one to Spal. I'm like, come on, is this what we're about? Is this what I'm talking about? I don't know, but again, Inter slipped up, which, from my personal opinion, like it's all over the place. Because if you take if you take Juventus out of Serie A, it's interesting because Roma's Roma's gonna be you know Napoli. Napoli's gonna slip up, and but then you got Inter, and then you got you know Milan trying to really find themselves because they've been lost for the past couple of you know seasons, and Gattuso's trying to do his best job, and 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 they gave him the money because you saw they brought players like Suso, they got like El Sharawi and all this stuff, and now I'm just like, well, hold up, was El Sharawi? Is it Sharawi at... No, I think he used to be at Milan, but now he's at Roma. Jeez, fact check me on that. Nonetheless, they they, they tried to become, like, invigorated again. They're, they're trying to pull themselves out of the dust. They got Iwain. I know that much. And it shows... It seems like, you know, they're trying to actually be a team like, like Inter who are trying to cause some damage. Milan are not doing that. Neither are, you know, um, not... And... and and I was trying to say this about Enter, but, I mean, we were doing good. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm liking the season so far. And then we slip up, and now we're pretty much... the, the I feel like the, the league has been handed to Juventus one more time. All right, enough about Serie A. Now we're... Um, the other league that is the one-horse race, because there's three leagues that are, at this point are one-horse races, 
the other league that's a one horse race is um League One. Most obvious. PSG did not need to buy Kylian Mbappe. They obviously they have the money. Obviously they're gonna do everything in their power because they don't really care about League One. They, they, I mean, PSG don't care anymore. They're like Juventus. They're trying to win the Champions League. That's really why they got Ronaldo for attention in the Champions League. And PSG are like, you know, we we can achieve the Champions League because we have Neymar, we have Cavani, we have Mbappe, we have Di Maria, we have Verratti, and it's just like we're gonna do it. We're gonna make it. We're gonna. And then you know they're not doing what we expected in in in, in the Champions League, but they're running away with the league untitled. They're undefeated. Kylian Mbappe is 19 years old for crying out loud and he's already like top 5 uh, on, on the goal scorers list potential if he keeps the pace because it's so easy to be top goal scorer in league on especially with the team that PSG are who have the defense to protect themselves from goals who have the midfield to feed the forwards and the forwards are going to score the goals it's something un- inevitable like you're not going to you know Leave that aside. PSG are going to be successful. PSG are going to win league on, and Neymar, Cavani, and Mbappe are definitely going to be in the top five goal scorers, if not potentially the top three. And Neymar is like going head to head with Mbappe, and this little wave of jealousy is just pouring over Neymar. And I'm like, you know, I came here to PSG to run away from 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 Messi's shadow, and now this 19 year old kid is starting to cast one up on my on me and Neymar isn't who he who he was Neymar is still a dangerous player he's still a lethal player I still love Neymar for everything that he did for Barcelona and a beautiful and luxurious and flashy career that he's had we're looking at what he's doing now in PSG and it's like now it's head to head with Mbappe because now we're not only going to pay attention to Mbappe we're, we're gonna I mean we're not only going to pay attention to Neymar but we have to put our attention and keep an eye on Mbappe and every once in a while, Cavani's going to flash. He's going to score a hat-trick like he did against Monaco, which, for G- for crying out loud, Monaco, what is going on? I defend Monaco. You know why? <clears throat> I didn't like when they were, like, going all super financial fair pay, like, like oh, we, you know, we're exempt from that, and we're going to go ahead and buy Jamutinho and James Rodriguez and Falcao, and we're going to buy all these players, and it's awesome. But they were producing their own players as well. Let's not forget that Lamar, who was playing for Atletico Madrid now, came from Monaco. Let's not forget that Fabinho, who's playing for, for Liverpool now, came from Monaco. Let's not forget that Mbappe came from Monaco. Let's not forget that James Rodriguez was playing for Monaco. And then we saw that time period where, like, Falcao left. Uh, he, he was, like, at Chelsea, at Manchester United. It didn't go well for him. Now let's see how it's going to go for him. You know, and he's he's done pretty well. But I, I'm i looking at Monaco and Thierry Henry comes in and I'm like, okay, Henry's going to come in. He's going to use his player mentality to, you know, uh, to teach these players to inject that knowledge into them. And he's going to rejuvenate and, and revamp Monaco so they can challenge for the title. Ma- Thierry Henry is yet to win his first professional managerial win. Yet. He got thrashed in the Champions League by um, Club Bruges. They're, uh, they're mathematically... Uh, bounced out of the Champions League. <clears throat> I, I don't know if they could still mathematically fight for for that third place position, which automatically will class, classify them for the Europa League. But nonetheless, like, what's going on? You know, t- like, 
are they and I was listen listening to like, you know, um, you know, podcasts and I was reading news articles and videos and it looks like Monaco are gonna, you know, hold it in and they're gonna keep Terry Henry until, you know, maybe the be, let him go through a first season. Let him finish the season off. Hopefully they don't they won't get relegated. I hope they don't get relegated. You got the, the January transfer window where well, Thierry Henry will have his first hand pick and finally being able to bring in the players for his team that's gonna be able to influence you know, the the signings that'll come over to his team, that'll come over to his side, that'll come over to his club in order for him to make Monaco better, you know, in the puns of, you know, El Trumpo, you know, make Monaco great again. And, you know, let's see what happens. It's yet to be seen. But nonetheless, what's going on with Ligon? And I guess in the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, we're going to be talking about the Premier League today. But you know what? I'm, I'm shedding a light on so much that has been happening over the past couple of weeks I haven't uploaded a, an episode in a long time. Didn't do so well on the last episode. And to be honest with you, I need to find my groove. I need to find my grind. I need to find the way to make this podcast better. I'm still I'm still thinking and, 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 and you know, trying to brainstorm of ways to improve the podcast, to make it better, to make it more attractive. Because the people who are actually taking their time to listen to this podcast and you've made it to this 13th minute marker. I thank you. I'm very appreciative. I believe that in every single episode, I am so grateful and thankful to the people who actually take their time, who stumble across this small little soccer podcast where this guy rambles on and off about the beautiful game as we know and love it. Literally in that last little segment, I kept rambling and rambling on. I had to take a little breather, clear my throat. But anyways, like I was finishing off, um, I'm trying to clear my mind and trying to... Like like I was saying, like most of the people who are listening to the podcast who are taking their time and, and every single episode, I try really acknowledging them. And I, I'm, I'm a very thankful person because, you know, who am I? Like like I, if, if in, the, in the episode, I sort of messed up and I literally... Um, had like a little brain meltdown right there trying to think about, you know, uh, whether El Sharawi played. Because I know he played for AC Milan, but he plays in Roma now. But um, nonetheless, like, thank you for, for sticking up with me, putting up with me. And um, being up to episode 9, we're episode 9. Obviously, we want more than just, epi- you know, 9 episodes into the into the podcast series. And obviously, I need to be more consistent because there's nothing that people hate as in inconsistency. I need to pick up the grind. I need to be more constant with with the uploads. And that's what I'm going to bring to you guys. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that. We're going to be, um, I, I still haven't figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm going to be try being as consistent as possible. We're going to wait for this weekend to pass. I'll try uploading something. Maybe today's Thursday, the 15th of November. So maybe something around Monday, I'm going to try uploading something, um, with something figured out to present to you guys of how we're going to be running the podcast because we're going to use days to talk about certain like because like I've always been saying how I don't review other leagues and stuff like that but from now on each day we'll get a designed a design a designated um day so for example maybe I'll upload an episode on Monday and Monday we'll talk about you know, um, European leagues, and then maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll talk about, you know, MLS and Liga MX, which is something that I really need to start talking a lot more about. And um, I tried my luck on an English podcast, you know, for Soccer Symphony. 
I am bilingual. I am, you know, fluent in both Spanish and English or English and Spanish, however you want to look at it, at it. And I'm going to try my luck out making and creating a new podcast that's going to be uh, a soccer podcast, obviously, you know, in Spanish. And uh, if you speak Spanish and you're listening to this, when that comes to realization and fruition and it comes through, I will obviously be promoting the hell out of it. Just how I haven't promoted the hell out of um, Soccer Symphony. I, I, I talk about it in um, the podcast episode. And I'll be like, you know, follow on Twitter. Because Soccer Symphony does have a Twitter. Follow it at Soccer Symphony. But I'm not promoting it on my on my personal social media. Um, you know, shout out to Abel if you're listening. I know he listens to the podcast. and Or anybody else for that matter who listens to the podcast. You know, I, re- I really appreciate you. That that I know that if I know you, well, if I don't know you, still shout out to you because you're freaking awesome. Um, uh, to to finish this episode off, um, because I I sort of burned myself out rambling on and on about, you know, um, Serie, La Liga, um, Bundesliga, and uh, League One. Uh, obviously, one of the most important leagues in European football is in European soccer. Sheesh, you know what? That this the, it's called soccer symphony, but you know don't kill me if I keep switching on and off between soccer and football. The Premier League is a very important league that we need to talk about, um, because it's slowly starting to become a one horse race, but not really, because right now it's three horse race, but but Manchester City look unstoppable. Manchester City look undefeated. They look like a potential. Invicti- uh, um, invincibles team. That's honestly like it looks like they're gonna pull off the invincible season, and no one's gonna be able to beat them. I mean, come on! I was listening to the ESPN podcast, and the depth in Manchester City is incredible. Because on the midfield you got Kevin De Bruyne. Because in the midfield you got Fabinho. I mean Fernandinho. Excuse me. In the midfield you have Bernardo Silva. In the midfield you can put you know whoever you want. Um. And it's crazy. Then you have Raheem Sterling, and you have Kun Aguero, but then you have Gabriel Jesus, and and you have this diversity. You have Leroy Sané. It's incredible. And then their defense is doing well. Emery Laporte. Um, you can't forget about Otam- uh, Otamendi. Um, you know, they look solid, and Ederson, and 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 they just look so solid. I'm gonna be raw with you guys. I'm a Liverpool supporter. It, it, like. Through thick and thin, whether Salah's mate might not be having the best season, I'm still a Liverpool supporter. You know, I'm I'm a red, and I want them to fight. I want them to be top contenders, but we can't keep drawing games. Salah needs to find his form like last season. Firmino needs to pick it up, or else we're really gonna need a world class striker. I'm gonna be raw with you guys. I like Firmino, but I believe that maybe potentially we need another striker. I mean Daniel Sturridge for me is good. He had his he had his prime. He had his good moment when you know um when Raheem Sterling was still on the team and it it was that awesome time where I, I thought we actually were were, were going to make it because you know Sterling was flying with Suarez and all the stuff and Sturridge was in there and I thought we were doing good. You know unfortunately not anymore. I I think Sturridge uh, Sturridge's time has passed, and and we need a, a a better striker, another more lethal world class striker, or 
Lee Firmino, but we need someone who's a little bit better than you know Stur- than Sturridge to come off the bench and give Firmino a breather. Woo! But what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Um, I, I, you know, uh, I I've, I've become really fond of uh Emery at Arsenal. It looks like he's doing, you know, a good job of picking up Arsene Wenger's crap and making something awesome. Torreira literally is paying off for them. I I hear nothing but good things. It looks like finally. He put two and two together, and it clicked in his head for him to be able to play um, Aubameyang and Lacazette at the same time. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to the next episode. This has been all for me for Soccer Symphony this episode. Thank you for the patience. Thank you for sticking around through the thick and thin in the moments of inconsistency. I'll catch you on the flip-flop later.